DNVR Broncos live coming to you in studio. Woo, 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 uh, woo. Love that sentence. Live <laughs> from Studio X. The X stands for extremely happy to be here. Ah, kind of. Yeah. I mean, you went with E, uh, which is what we what Hank suggested yesterday. No, bro. Mm. If you're actually extreme, you don't put the E there. Mm, that sounds Just, like that sounds like a '90s um, <laughs> uh, skateboarding uh, yeah, so, slogan. I think there. Were, I think that was actually like rollerblades. Oh, there was. Oh, I think extreme. there was extreme snowboarding on the N64, oh. and that was one of my favorites. Yeah, I can, like hear the music right now. I think it was one of those games that I was too young to like actually care about the plot. So you just like go in yep. there and yep. mess around. Yep, yep. Um, Rider X. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like playing NFL QB Club '99 mm. with Brett Favre. Uh, on the cover. Wow, '99. Wow. I was playing Blitz. Ooh, I mean, yeah, yeah of course yeah. you're playing Blitz too. <laughs> I just remember there was this one thing where you could just throw it like really far and then just run into a defender and you get pass interference every time. <laughs> wow. The 90s <laughs> sounds so crazy. Yeah, I was going to say, Henry doesn't know what we're talking about. No, yeah. we're the old guys, Ryan. Shit. <laughs> playing video games in 95. I'm jealous, honestly. Wait, you were born in 95. 97. Oh my wow. God. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe it's a little bit of a brother. twist. Wow. Basically, is yeah. That when that or shirt you're wearing uncle. was made? No, this is from the soup. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly when that's from, actually. Henry, the exact same age as his shirt. Wow. <laughs> I also wore a vintage Bronco shirt today. I held yeah. up way better. This one's sick because if it was current, I think it would have my apartment complex in it. Wow. That wow. would be cool. Yeah. Your apartment in a t shirt? Yeah. So then your shirt is older than your apartment complex. That's for sure. Wow. Uh, <laughs> growing up now. Also, flex. there's like a meteor shower of footballs coming yeah, in. which that's scary. That is very I scary. I love that. Yeah, Best kind of meteor shower, really. Ew, except like the... What uh, about like something you could eat? Like I was cupcakes. thinking cloudy with a chance of meatballs. I'm not sure yeah. if there's a meteor shower in that, but... A meteor. Oh, that would be meaty. I would go, I'd go whipped cream, though. Um, sprayed with whipped cream just whipped cream coming yeah. out of the sky. Have you ever done the game where you spray whipped cream on your hand and then you try to pop it into your mouth? Oh, I've seen that. That Whoa. was like a COVID thing, right? Like maybe COVID-ish? maybe it came back. <laughs> That's actually how COVID started. No, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, that was part of my family family cup um, mm. on Fourth of July. We had the family cup, and one of them was you get five tries. I don't, want to, I don't want to brag, but I was oh, five for five. Of course, of course. <laughs> okay. Can we go through the other competitions that your family... We won. So Me and Allie won. So, oh, okay. I mean, wow. we, we can go through them all. <laughs> uh, bouncing a ping pong ball into a cupcake tray. Okay, um, okay. Decently Interesting. difficult. Yeah. Um, Does it oh, bounce because out? it bounces. Yeah, you got to yeah. bounce it, and then you just hit the tin, and it's yeah. just, oh. it just goes haywire. There was one where you Good. had to put, um, I guess, pantyhose on your head with a... With a um, of a tennis ball that's on the end of it so it's kind of like an elephant's trunk oh. and you had to knock over water bottles okay with it. okay uh, oh that's one, fun one. you just uh yeah we crushed you Apex. just took me from like 90 percent sure to 100 percent sure of what pantyhose are <laughs> 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 that description it's like yep that's exactly yeah. what i thought that was <laughs> that's definitely it yeah um, i was pretty sure also the the one where um the cups that i killed that one there's lots of cups involved. The cups, and specific. you had to step over blindfolded uh, and not yes. hit any of the cups. And I only knocked down uh, one cup. It was called like a cat. So you put yeah, a, like a yeah, yeah. obstacle course around, and then you have mm. you have a blindfold, so you just have to like put a toe down to make sure you're not stepping on a cup. Okay. But you only okay. have like 30 seconds to get across the I course. See, I oh. see. Wow. Yeah, More games should have blindfolds. 
Like, it's crazy that none of the blindfold games have made it to, like, big-time pro sports. <laughs> I don't know if that's very surprising, actually. Huh. I mean, like, there are people who are good at golf that are blind, so you could probably wow. do Really? Yeah. Wow. I guess... They, that, huh. they, need, they have to have, like, a really good caddy. Exactly. Right. right. What would the success rate be blindfolded baseball? We talk about, like, zero all-stars batting to 30%. I mean, think about it. You can't hear the pitcher. It's true. So you would never know when the ball's coming. <laughs> unless unless guess. you'd have to do uh, the Houston Astros strategy. Oh, yeah. that's true. Bang, bang, as soon as he pitches. Here it comes. Bang, 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 bang. <laughs> like one oh, bang for the wind-up. Imagine how brutal the hit-by-pitch is. Oh, or if there was like, a, there's like no those footballs that kind of whistle. Oh, yeah, the like Maybe you cut like a mm-hmm. little mm-hmm. hole or something so it kind of whistles. Could do wiffle ball. Because that yeah, would kind of have a similar feel. Mm. But, oh, those curves so hard, though. Yeah. The balls and strikes would be tough. Yeah, would be. Speaking of curveballs, I feel like there's a little bit of a curveball coming mm. at us when it comes wow. to the Denver Broncos guard competition. There's, a, They have a good problem on their hands, which is four quality candidates to fill two spots. Mm-hmm. Um, much better than many of the problems they've had on the offensive line over mm. the last few years, which is... Um, like, oh gosh, we're fixing everyone's. Okay. <laughs> <All right. laughs> um, much, much better than the problems they've had the last few years, which is essentially, you got one guy, you better hope he stays healthy. Yeah. But the scheme change, I feel like, is the real curveball mm. because you just don't know who is going to be the perfect fit for this scheme. And like, you hear little things come out about Natani Moody and how he's just running out there and running people over. And you start to think, like, okay, who is going to be this two-man group in a competition between Dalton Reisner, Natani Moody, uh, Quinn Miners, and Graham Glasgow? And it's crazy to think that Graham Glasgow is probably the odd man out here, and he ha- he's making the most money. And he's the most experienced as well. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he, he was the guy that was supposed to come here and be a nearly Pro Bowl guard for the Broncos just two years ago. And now he does seem not just like the odd man out, but potentially, we talked about him yesterday, a guy that may not make the roster, potentially be a surprise veteran cut. And when we talked to him near the end of the offseason program, guys, he had an incredibly gruesome scar on his leg from the very serious injury he suffered last year. And that was only part of the injuries that he dealt with last year. Because remember, he had the heart issue as well earlier in the season. And he was at about 85 90% in the offseason. So he wasn't playing that much. Hopes to be 100% come training camp. But just even with that, these other guys just seem to be trending in the right direction. While Graham, you're honestly just pulling for him to be like healthy now and have a healthy life mm-hmm. is, is at least how I view him. So he does seem like the fourth guy in this competition. Would I, would I be shocked, though? If he gets the trust of the coaches because he's the veteran and becomes a starter, no, that wouldn't shock me. I agree. I agree. I, and I would be pretty surprised if he was cut. I just finally looked up the contract numbers. Basically, it would cost them $100,000 more to keep him this year than it would to, to not have him. So they save hundred grand by cutting him. Um, yeah, yes, they save hundred grand. And, and really quick, a big reason for that is in January or February, he restructured and okay. it actually took a pay cut. I don't, I don't even think it was a restructure. He took a pay cut in order to be here because he knew that exact thing, yep. Henry. If I'm sitting here come August, September cut date, and they could save $6 million on me or 5 or $6 million, 
I don't have a good chance of making it. Now, he's got a great yep. chance of making it. It's yep. a good point. And, I mean, next year they'll save $11 million if they come. So that, yeah. that seems like it's likely to happen. Yeah. But this is, with, what, this is one of those situations that's so funny to me when people try to compare their job to professional sports. Like, can you imagine if you're like, oh, shit. All right. If I don't, if I don't agree to take less money from my job – then they're going to fire me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right, like right. I'm sure that kind of stuff does happen, mm-hmm. but like you're, it's basically your agent calling you being like, hey, man, listen, they can cut you and save $6 million unless we agree to take less money. Like, we got to do it. Yeah, well, and then also on top of that, just how it's so unrelated to anyone's job, it's like, okay, you're going to have to take a $5 million pay cut but you're still going to make $3 million this year. Like, it's just so uh, yeah. unconscionable. Yeah. Well, and the other piece is, like, their values just change so drastically. Also, yeah. great word, Demarcus. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> like, you could, I thought about that right <laughs> when I said it. Like, imagine just, like, say you're at a job where you make, like, 100 k a year. And it's like the next year, like, ah, no, you, you underperformed last year. We think you're more like a 25 K type of guy. (laughs) Like, like there goes, we're cutting that value by 75%. So take that pay cut here. That's what you're worth on the open market anyway. Like that's just wild. What, what is he getting paid this year? Um, so in terms of cash, he gets about 3 million bucks. The cap hit is 6.2. If they cut him, it's 9.1 in dead cap. But that also factors in, you wouldn't have to pay the 3 million next year. Right. Right. So, so that's where the other 3 million comes from. Um, I think he was due to make about eight. So now he's making three before the pay cut. Cash, so, I yeah. mean, that, we're talking $8 million, $5 million oh, hit. That's that so brutal. But again, to You're make getting, $3 million, I know, now he's pretty much guaranteed mm-hmm. to make the $3 million. Getting more yep. than 50, like more than half of your yeah. salary taken yeah. out from under yeah. you. That's brutal. That'd it's be so rough. But tough, again, like, tough business. If because of the money, it makes you think that he would stay. At the same time, though, if he winds up being hurt and he was your backup interior lineman and you cut who knows who, say say Tom Compton. It's like Tom Compton was one of those guys who maybe rotates in there. You cut Tom Compton, keep Graham Glasgow. Tom Compton signs somewhere else. Glasgow gets hurt. And now you've got to search the bottom of the barrel free agent market instead of just having the guy you could have kept. You know, that that does factor in. I'd still be surprised if he gets cut, but there are some conversations about health and whether he's even worth that at this point. Definitely, and I think that's his biggest thing in training camp is just showing that he can stay healthy Mm -hmm. to make the roster. Because one thing that can happen here, all four of these guys can make the roster because what Graham also has going for him is the versatility at center. And good job to Lloyd Cushenberry because I really thought his job was up for grabs, specifically Mm -hmm. from Graham Glasgow during this offseason. He's done a great job being there to Russell Wilson having the guys out there in California this week uh the one offensive lineman that was there at least for part of it was Lloyd Cushenberry he was there the first time Russ had this Lloyd's doing everything but you still need a backup center now (laughs) Quinn Minerts can prove that he could be the backup center but if he's fighting for the guard spot I want him at guard during training camp so I I think all four of those guys make the roster you have Lloyd Cushenberry at center and then you figure out your your right tackle uh and left tackle depth so I think this is more about okay, who's starting? And it's like it's it's so interesting. And I think I start with Dalton Reisner and Quinn Minerts come in as the incumbents. They come in as essentially it's your job to lose. Um, and I get people didn't really like that when I said that about Javante because they're like, oh, there, is there really enough that goes on in training camp mm-hmm. that you can lose a job? And I and I absolutely think there is. Um, it's mostly mental errors, yep. um, that would, would cause that, but like 
that's the number one thing I feel like that would make you lose a job in the first place. Like, yep. you know, we know these guys are talented and athletic mm-hmm. and all that stuff. It's, are you understanding the scheme? Yep. You know, um, <clears throat> so much of this specific scheme is about trusting the guys next to you. And the, the weird part is if you're used to going forward and hitting the person in front of you, you can get in some bad habits in this scheme because you have to be willing to just ignore yeah. the guy in front of you and mm-hmm. say like, we're going right. And he's, yep. he's shaded a little to my left, so I don't care about him. Yep. But, you know, if you start, um, let's say, you know, you're coming from the left side and you pause a little bit to try and, you know, hit that guy that's, on, that's lined up shaded of you, and all of a sudden you open up a big hole for a linebacker to shoot the gap and hit the running back in the backfield, like the coaches are just – that kind of stuff can happen, and the coaches can just say, like, we can't have this guy out there. Like he doesn't understand that it's all about moving in a chain, you know, from left to right or right to left. And the, and this is something where a lot of times schemes have a lot of overlap and you say it's a power system, but there's a lot of zone and a lot of outside in it. Not really with this one. Actually. I actually love this. Th- this is going to be very committed to what they're doing. So you really can't fit a square peg into a round hole here. And again, I love that about this. Like I love that Nathaniel Hackett came in and was like, we are a zone. We are a West coast zone team now. Yep. And didn't say like, Hey, we're going to mix in a little of this middle of that. He's like, no, this is what we do. Y'all better figure it out. And that's kind of yep. why um, you, you let Nathaniel Hackett move on from Mike Munchak because Mike Munchak is if, if you were kind of mixing those two, then it's like, man, why aren't you keeping Mike Munchak? But if it's going to be completely different from what Munchak does, and now I still think Mike Munchak's good enough where he would have adapted yeah. to that, but at the end, you let Nathaniel Hackett do what he's going to do, and he's going all in on his system. And I got to admit, like, we haven't talked about the coaching staff and those types of hires in a long time, but, like, you better – your offensive line coach better be good. Yeah, He really needs it to be good. Yeah. Because I mean, you're going to be really young in the middle if this is what happens. Because even Dalton Reisner, I mean, as well as he played as a rookie, I mean, he, this is going to be his fourth season in the NFL. Like, that's that's yeah. a that's a veteran. Yep. But in terms of veterans, that's a young veteran. And he's easily the old man of the group there. Well, And on top of that, you have one solidified starting offensive lineman. The other four are up for grabs. And I think yeah. Lloyd Cushenberry's done a really good job of pretty much closing that center mm-hmm. job down. But three other spots that are open, that's a lot of pressure on your offensive line coach. And I think that center job might be a little bit more open than we think it is, too. I, I, st- I think it's mostly locked up. But what do we know about Lloyd Cushenberry? Really smart guy. Yep. He has yep. the mental stuff down. And what have they done so far? They did all the classroom things. They get mm-hmm. on the field and do some drills and that sort of stuff. But... There is the level of physicality that was more the question mark than any of those behind-the-scenes things. Now, Russell Wilson taking him out, working with him, all the praise. I'd be surprised if he's not the starter, but we haven't really hit the point where you would have concerns. Yeah, it's true. I just – I don't think he's getting unseated, and I think all that, that – the smart stuff is the main reason. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Russell Wilson is going to love him for that. The coaching staff is going to love him for that. And it's going to be up to them to get him to play the way that they want. Yeah, exactly. So then it comes down to these guard spots. And the incumbents are probably the leaders right now, Dalton Mm -hmm. Reisner uh, and Quinn Miners. And it's just, it's hard to imagine Quinn Miners not being that guy and losing his starting job with how quickly he developed last year, how much he showed last year. But if anyone doesn't fit this system... It's either between him and Natani Muti, exactly. and there's been a lot, a lot of praise 
about Natani Muti's uh, ability to run. And yeah. that was the thing that, that Nathaniel Hackett was most surprised about was how fast Natani Muti is. And it's not really a surprise. If Natani Muti didn't have all the injuries in college and brutal injuries, it made sense why he fell in the draft. He would have been a borderline first, second round pick. So it's not a surprise that he's a great athlete. Yeah. And Miners is, is so interesting because you expect him, like, you know, one of the things that he did really well was pull. That's running. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. like you feel like mm-hmm. he has the mobility to get out there and, and move some people around on the run. At the same time, we talk about it, you know, this is exactly why we're even talking about Dalton Reisner right now is because they changed the scheme on him now. They're back to where they were when they mm-hmm. got him, which should be a huge advantage for him. But with Minerts, I'll just say this. If he's not starting, you should trade him. Because mm, his value, and you got to trade him before you make that decision. Of course. Yeah. Of course. But, I mean, if you're <clears throat> offering him to anyone, they know why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you're offering them to someone who runs the previous scheme. You have so many. It's good to have depth, though. Like you wait till the trade deadline, I think, just because if, if, that would probably mean Natani Moody's in there. If Natani Moody's in there, then who knows what's going to happen? You might wind up switching. But yeah, I, I if I see where you're going. If yeah. you're going with Mooty, though, you're saying the past two years where he's been able to stay healthy. We're going to trust, and we're going to go in, all in on him because we think he's a future. But, Hank, I mean, it's naive to think that there's no chance he could get hurt in the future. You're, you're right mm-hmm. about that. But when you talk about, okay, well, do you trade Quinn Miners to get value? Do you trade Graham Glasgow? Uh, there's one guy that has some value, and there's one guy that really doesn't have value. And, again, you yeah. know, Miners put out some great tape last year. Yeah. So what did they spend on him in the first place? Third, Third round third. pick. Oh, okay. Third. It's my bad. Um, then you – you should feel confident that you could flip him for a second. I feel like he outplayed his draft position last year. Then uh, why are you trading him if, if he's if he's a second? Because he doesn't fit. I yeah. think that I think just teams would kind of approach it like that. And they're just saying, hey, look, he's great power. He's been bad at zone. Yep. Yeah. Know, what do you want from you, us? Yeah, you could have the talk. Or just like, yeah, what he's really good at is almost playing like linebacker, fullback, just running out, clearing somebody out, hitting him in the chest with a head of steam, and that's just not a thing that's going to happen anymore. Man, it's just if you were running the other scheme and more of a power <laughs> scheme, how good and dangerous could a healthy Natani Muti and Quinn, Quinn Miners yeah. be? Yeah. Those, yeah, those might be your two best, it could yeah. turn out. Because the other thing about Natani Muti is that he's he's younger than Miners. Mm-hmm. Like, he's been around the, the extra year, but he is younger, and he's, I think... I don't know about bigger. He's definitely stronger, though, yeah. Yeah. which is saying something because, yeah. I mean, Miners is a big, you, strong you've dude, too. You've seen the trees that, that Miners is Exactly. And so <laughs> those two, I mean, that's just – they're so big and so physical, which is different than what you usually look for in this scheme. Yep. I guess that goes back to yep. how you started this, saying yeah. neither of them really fit yeah. perfectly, at least. I mean, if, if Moody is what they're saying he is, which is huge – and he can move really great, <laughs> then he is perfect for That's this. That's who we were so excited yeah. about him on the draft podcast. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, you usually go back to saying, like, oh, you need lighter guys that can move. You know, I think it was you that were talking about uh, a couple of weeks ago, like the broadcast when the Broncos played the Packers in the Super Bowl. Yeah. And they're just like, yeah, they just don't yeah. know how these yeah. offensive linemen are going to match up against these monsters on the Packers defensive line. It's like, because they were out there at like 270 pounds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they just ran past them. They, yeah, they exactly. Just moved them and <laughs> created a hole and, you know, you're down the field and there goes TD. And then what's so interesting about all of this is outside of Graham Glasgow, the, the guy that's probably trending in the wrong direction 
is Dalton Reisner, who fits this scheme the best yep. of all of these guys. And he's had three seasons. His rookie season, he was in a similar scheme to this, had the best year. I mean, we, we were thought talking, he should have been a Pro Bowl. We, we were talking yeah. about how he definitely should have been a Pro Bowl or his sophomore. That, that's how good his rookie season was. And then uh, he regressed the next season when they changed the scheme. And then he regressed even more last year, but still maintained the starting job through all of that. So if there's anyone that should flip around and benefit the most from this scheme, it's him. So it's really interesting how many different dynamics we have in, in, in this in this play right here. How many players per, that were there Pat Shermer's first year progressed over that time? <laughs> um, uh, Like Tim Patrick? It would be Garrett Bowles. Garrett Bowles? Tim Patrick, Bowles, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tim Patrick, like... Obviously, you would say like Javante Williams progressed last year, but he, he kind of setting yeah. his own bar. Yeah. Yeah. So, like the progression really starts this year. Yeah. Um, like Cortland Sutton didn't. No. Um, obviously Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy never progressed. The quarterbacks. Now, the injury made a problem. Yeah. The the court, Drew Locke definitely regressed. Didn't progress. He regressed like severely. Yes. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, I I trying to do a favor for Dalton here. I don't think it was all that much his fault. <laughs> yeah. The question is like, can he get it back? Is he the same guy he was? You know, the, I always look back to that high ankle sprain he had. It always felt like it kind of set him off the tracks. <laughs> um, so, you know, is he, can he get back to who he was that first year? And if, if so, then it's his easy. Also, this is a massive year for Dalton Reisner. This yeah. is a career make or break year. Not that he's going to be out of the NFL next year, but if he doesn't win this job, he's probably signing a $2 million one-year deal with someone else to go be a backup and maybe compete for a spot. Yep. If he comes out and balls and looks good with Russell Wilson and, and, and is able to block for a very mm -hmm. successful running game, he's potentially signing a four-year, $40 million deal with the Broncos right after this year. Yeah, Jose in the comments said Fant regressed. Didn't – I don't think he I don't did. think I so, think, no. I think he got better. Like last year was his best year. Yeah, yeah, and statistics would back that up. And because of it, they got Russell Wilson. Yep, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm still – I still kind of wish that they would have uh, asked for Alberto in that trade. <laughs> Or a, not asked for, but accepted. So that because you want Noah Fant to see what he can do. Yeah. It would be fun. I think Noah, well, I mean, not anymore. But Noah could have been amazing with, with Russell Wilson. <laughs> would you ra Oh, another thing in this, and, and what reminds me of that, is uh, the Seahawks initially, at some point in the talks, wanted Quinn Miners. And the Broncos said no to that. Now, that was probably more George Payton's call. And Quinn Miners is obviously a George Payton pick and like uh, a one that George Payton wants to stamp his name on coming from Major Whitewater, alert, yeah. Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just a huge pick for him. Uh, you know, we, we heard about George Payton. He was with the Vikings. He was watching guys uh, run run on sand during COVID. And those are like the guys that George Payton found. That, that, or Quinn, or, yeah, Quinn Miners fits right in there. Uh, and so you do think... Okay, well, the organization really likes Quinn Miner, and that probably also gives him a little boost in this because he's their guy. Yeah, that but is true. If it, it just comes, does he fit the scheme or not? You know, like you can't force him in there. You can. I agree. <sighs> you shouldn't force him in there if you think he can. Learn. I guess it just depends on how severe it really is. It, yeah, like, and and whether you think he'll get better. Right. Because the guys with the, the the two biggest upsides, and that's a very dangerous word to use is Natani Muti at right guard and Quinn Miners at left, or flip those two. And then you, you say to yourself, 
oh my gosh, we could have two maulers that yeah. actually fit in a zone scheme. It's, it's a dream come true. You're talking about two 320-pound two guys mm -hmm. that are athletic and can bulldoze and block as well. And also another huge thing that we haven't mentioned is who's the best pass protector? Because as much as it's, it's great to run to the outside and be in zone, I would way rather have the guy that's going to protect Russell Wilson yeah. better. Uh, none. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Moody is definitely a road grader. Yeah. Get me out. Yeah. Let's run. Yeah. Minors, you know, you saw the games that were, that were his best games. It was when Javante was bowling people over. Yep. Um, and Glasgow. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yep. and then, and then Reisner. And I think Reisner's the best I, of I, the bunch. I think so. But even saying that you're going back three years ago, which yeah. again mm -hmm. is more so in the system, but there were, Decent amount of times where he's just been ran over at, at, in pass protection these past few years. It's going to be fun to see this during camp. He's the one having the, to block the Aaron Donalds of the it's world. True, it's true. It's true. Chris Jones of the world. Henry, I hope it's fun. I hope it's not something where we're coming here and saying yeah. uh, the Broncos don't just have one good, don't just not have one guard. They don't have two guards, and it's because no one's stepping up. I think it's going to be ugly. And so I'm, I'm a little bit biased. Last night, I went back. And I watched uh, the DJ Jones versus Russell Wilson game. Yeah. So it's DJ Jones against the Seahawks offensive line, which is the worst. Yeah. But he's just blown by those guys yeah. every single time. And I clicked on it because he had that was like the most run stops he had all game. But there's like back to back plays where he like goes in the backfield and just destroys the guy. The next one he punches the ball out, and you're just like, that is one of the best players at his position. That's why it's weird that you know I read in your column. By the way, check it out, the dmvr.com. Free for all to read The Ride, Henry's yes. new weekly column. I loved it. Uh, that's why I was watching that, because I think I might cut some of those clips up. For next week. Yeah. Um, who was it? PFF called him, or Football, Football Outsiders. Outsiders. Yeah. Said DJ Jones and um, Lloyd. Lloyd Cushenberry were the two Broncos' two biggest boomer bust candidates. And I'm like, DJ Jones is the opposite of a boomer bust guy. I know. You know exactly what he is, and he's really good at what he does. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. and the other thing is, like, unless they're saying, like, boom, boom. Like, there's a chance that he's, like, all pro type Six good. Because like, that's the yeah. other thing you notice is that he's not playing third downs. Like, in that defense, they, they're subbing in Eric Armstead yeah. and all those guys that they have. And so you wonder how the Broncos will use him. Because there's a good chance that that 50% snap count that he was on last year is going to be about the same this year. And so do you use him for that. Begin early snaps? Do you use him on third downs? I don't know. But the battles between him and Moody and Miners, we'll, we'll see who can hold up. Yep. And, and Draymond Jones should be good competition yeah. for those guys as well. So let's tie a bow on this. Who is it? Week one. And does it change? Don't Injuries don't count here. Does it change at all throughout the season? Or is it Reisner? So, so I'm going to say it's Reisner and, and Miners. On, and I'll I'll take my chances that that Quinn can figure it out. He's athletic enough that he can go do this. Um, and I'll say it stays. I'll say it stays. It stays. It does not stay. And mm. I, I feel way more comfortable about that than necessarily who's going to be the starter. Uh, and, and we can even take injuries out of that. Uh, That's I, what I did. I think right, right. And and, and I just think that um, that one of the guys is going to struggle, whether it's with Yikes. the zone, whether it's with pass blocking, just probably pass blocking, mm -hmm. just like we talked about. And because you have talent there and because you have a veteran backup in Graham Glasgow, at some point, I think they, they change things around. Especially, this is Russell Wilson's first time here. He's probably still going to be getting a feel of these guys. And, and I think at some point, a change is made. 
Man, it fits Dalton Reisner so well. I think he gets the left guard spot. Yep. And at right guard, I think for the organization standpoint, they do stick with Minerts right now. Okay. I think so, and too. And you're saying my Minerts ends up getting benched? Ooh. No. Okay. No. Dalton Unfortunately. Gets yes. Do you throw Cushionberry in there, too? In terms of, like, everybody, everything staying the same? Benched? Yeah, he definitely has the potential to get he benched. Does. But uh, I just got to say, the way this offseason has gone, I for sure thought we were going to be seeing rotations at center. Haven't seen it once. Now, maybe huh. that changes with Glasgow totally. being healthy, more so in training camp. Uh, but I, I would be I would be shocked if he's not the opening day guy, at least. Yeah, me too. Um, I'll say Reisner and Miners, too. It's just, if you have Moody, Cushionberry, and Miners, that's 23 years old, 24 years old, 23 years old. Like, this is a grown men league. And like you said, like, you're blocking Aaron Donald and Chris Jones and yeah. all those guys. Like, I, I just think that you lean on a veteran in there. And if something goes wrong, then you make a change. And but, we know for a fact that Dalton has, throughout the course of his career, been a big help to Garrett. Mm-hmm. He, he has been. But let me flip it. You have Russ now. You, you don't necessarily need experience on the offense. What you may need is big dudes to, to block him. No, yeah. that's just playing devil's advocate. That, no, that's fair. And, and if something goes wrong, then you bench one. If it's, if it's causing a problem, you're making Russ scram, scramble, panic, whatever, more than he has to, then, then you make the change. But the, the tougher question to me, and maybe you guys know better because you've seen it, but like if, say Quinn Miners is playing, it's the second half of like the, the 49ers game. So was that week three? Yep. You've yep. got some really good defensive linemen that are they're getting through. It's like third quarter. Do you think that he he wants to get some rotation in? Like they says, like ah, I'm not sure. I, I could throw Moody in for Minerts, but I kind of want to see them build chemistry. Or is it? You I want to see them both. So Minerts is struggling. Yeah. You can't do that in this scheme, in my opinion. Yeah, it's exactly. So much about chemistry, which is why I feel like. You got to settle this competition in the first two week in the first week of camp. Good luck with that. Good luck I know, with that. But like, I agree, I agree with you. Yeah, it's, this the entire success or failure of this scheme is: are your five working as as a team on every on any given play, especially the run plays, but on any given plays, and and, and that's for all schemes. But it really come, when it comes to the run yeah. in this scheme, it is entirely dependent you're like passing guys off on, to each other on chemistry like yes putting, you both have one hand on one guy at some point like that's not easy to do that would be such a good way for nathaniel hackett to show that he's his own guy he's his own coach and doing things his way and separating uh-huh. himself from the nfl standard because we've seen it time and time again uh, especially these past four or five years where head coaches and, and coaching staffs, I should say, just get indecisive and they just want more time. They want to wait until the third preseason game to decide on the starting quarterback. They want to wait all the way up until week one to decide who their starting offensive line is. And even in that, sometimes they won't decide yeah. who their starting <laughs> offensive line is. When to the outsiders, it's like those coaches just get too close to it because it's so obvious yep. that, Ryan, what you said is what should happen. When you have an idea of who it is, Commit. Go with that, commit, and then mm-hmm. you know what? Two weeks into that, if one guy is just bad, okay, then flip him out. Instead yep. of just continuing to rotate, snap after snap. You're doing a disservice to the players' eventual success during the season yeah. by not giving them the reps in the preseason. Exactly. Um, all right. Just and, a- and how many drives are you going to have like with your full offensive line in preseason? Like the four, four or five? Five, yeah. Know. Like you don't want to waste those. That's so true. 
Um, all right, just a reminder that if you are leaving Super Chats, first of all, we appreciate them, and we'll get mm-hmm. to them uh, in the third segment, unless they're about how tan my legs look. Ryan. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah. Let's go. All Let's right. roll them out. It's not just all Super Chats, but we got, we got Ryan here Ryan saying, RK, those shoes are white. It's actually not that the shoes are that white. It's that my legs are that tan. <laughs> then we've got Jared here saying, fire shirt game today, gents, all mm-hmm. of you. Thank you. We did good you. work. Yeah, yeah, I've got some throwbacks. Love them. Mm-hmm. Not exactly um, in sync through here no no that's true no. yeah i'm breaking it up with some, some light colored uh yeah. some some, some but still a good yeah. shirt though thank you and still a had, good shirt we had a lot of people talking about how cool the set is oh how hell yeah. Is. No, yes yeah, i love it studio x yep studio x it's actually supposed to be somewhat temporary um but obviously we'll be back in studio a once mm-hmm. uh the construction is done down there um some exciting things actually just for the studio coming um, but I like I like the way this baby looks too. Instead of like a curtain there, we need like a championship banner. Oh, like maybe it's like for the Avs Cup. Yeah. Maybe it's like a throwback Broncos banner. Who knows? I'm but just st- pick I'm a banner. St- I'm staring at a uh, uh, not not the banner you're talking about, but we got a 2015. Oh, an AFC Champions banner. Wow, what a random thing. Yeah, though. it has the <laughs> Super Bowl logo on it, so I thought it was a Super Bowl banner, but no. It, AFC I champs. was so confused as to where you were looking. Was- <laughs> <laughs> T- typically, you have the AFC championship things when you lose the Super Bowl. So this one's yeah. okay to have. That is true. Yep. Yeah. Anything else, Al? Then we just have some questions and a super chat. Okay, we'll get to those later. Okay. Um, first, want to give a shout out to DraftKings Sportsbook, uh, where you can get in on all the action this summer, whether it be baseball, golf, um ufc all sorts of fun things to bet on over there and right now DraftKings is giving you the opportunity to make a risk-free bet up to one thousand dollars that's right your first bet you can make it up to a thousand dollars and if you lose they'll pay it back to you in free bets for you to try and win that money back Um, so it's a great deal uh all sorts of fun different things you can bet on right now i'm trying to keep my streak of three straight tour uh uh golf events because i guess that one was not a pga tour event three straight golf events where i picked the winner and i gave out the winner i forgot oh cameron tringale that's who's winning this week (laughs) um so just get ready to roll with cameron tringale who i believe one of our listeners went to high school with or something boyfriend's cousin yeah uh, maybe saw them at the same high school yeah or like saw him from like the first tee they were on 17 exactly (laughs) (laughs) something like that uh so did you say his name is t gale tringal that would make a lot of sense that'd be dope at first i thought for a long time i just read it as cameron triangle I know, uh, me too, <laughs> because it, your brain does a thing where it's like all the middle lim- letters just yeah, kind of yeah, scramble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, T-R-I ends in an E where there's a G yeah. in there. <laughs> I wonder Triangle. if it's just a typo. I wonder if at some his point on a birth is, certificate, they yeah. flipped the N and the A. Yeah, maybe flipped his birth date as I well like a little bit. I feel like people usually don't have shapes as their last name. You wouldn't want to be square. You wouldn't want to yeah. be square. I think there is. There is a... I'm sure there is. Damien Square or something huh. eventually. What about Circle? It's I not, guess once you get past those two, like the no sides, four sides, even even three sides doesn't really work. But like Pentagon, there's no Pentagon. <laughs> that would be tough. That would be a weird Pentagon. one. Anyways, uh, bet on it all over at DraftKings Sportsbook. And if you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral service can be accessed by calling 
522-4700. Of course, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit required, eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. You don't want to read off like 18 states? Nope. Um, <laughs> I don't think I have to do that. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, okay. you got to check us out over at thednvr.com. Yes. We are so pumped for training camp. We have got so many great things in the works. So if you want the best training camp insight, we got to tune into this pod, but you guys are doing that. Also, for more detailed, for other angles of training camp, go to ddnvr.com where we are going to be killing it, giving you so many different angles. Of course, check us out on YouTube as well because not mm. only do we have the pods on YouTube, but we are also going to have other videos as well. Just to give you insight, Henry dropped a great article yesterday. We got more coming leading yep. up to training camp. So check us out over at ddnvr.com. And also Breckenridge Brewery. Uh, we drink a lot of Breckenridge beers here. It's almost tailgate season. Okay, the tailgate's going to be packed with Breckenridge yeah. beers. I just found out about this the other day. I'm at my pool, and I look over, and there's a guy in the pool drinking Palisade Peach Light. Whoa. Palisade Peach Light. It was in like a slim can. Wow. And I, I need that in my life. Like oh, That's fair. Also, I mean, Palisade Peach in a pool is a pretty cool thing to say. Palisade Peach Light in the pool kind of blows it. That is true. Mm. You could say I'm having Palisade Peach in a pool, and it happens to be the light version. You don't even have to mention that. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. That's true. <laughs> you could say it's like you a, want. if you're if you're like if I'm drinking a Coors and someone sees you lied to me, you're drinking a Coors Light. That is true. <laughs> which was something we would never do. Uh, no, 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 no. Of course. Uh, not. Strawberry Skies, those are good this time of year. Yep. The seltzers, the lemonade seltzers. We've talked about this. There's no what. It already is light. That's like the well, lightest Palisade beer. Palisade Peach is light as well. The, the lighter oh. it is, the That's more true. you can drink. Yeah. yeah. I guess so. Sure, I guess if you can drink more, I'm all in. <laughs> um, Breckenridge Brewery, it's awesome. Go to breckbrew.com. You can use their beer locator to pick up whatever you want near you. You can put in Palisade Peach Light and put in your zip code. it tell you exactly where you can go to get that. It's in 30 states, so probably near you. Uh, they support us, so it'd be great if you'd support them. There you go. All right, uh, we got some Madden ratings to get mad about today. Oh, we got That's some Madden right. I, I, ratings mad about Madden, to baby. talk about. And, of course, we talked about running backs. We also got the safeties in here as well. Which one do you want to get mad about first? We get uh, mad Wednesday. I'm so excited to get mad, get mad about both. It um, is we get mad Wednesday. Yeah, I forgot about yeah. that. It's been a while. It has. Um, or are we just going to say, okay, Madden, you're right. Let's get mad about... Running backs first. Okay, okay. running backs first. I know first. I'm mad about this one. Melvin Gordon rated above Javante Williams. Not a shock. I think we all had them within one point yep. or so. Ryan, Actually, I, I didn't. Had, I had three. You, you had th- Melvin 87-84. 87-84. Try. Much lower. Lower for both. And 84 would have been nice for one of them to get. No, 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 no. That did not happen. Melvin Gordon checking in at an 83 and then you had Javante Williams checking in right after him at an 82. Or no, was it 82 yeah, and no, 81? It was, it was 83, 82. 83, 82. Those are the 21st and the 22nd highest rated running backs in the NFL. This team is going to be rated really low. Be rated mm-hmm. really low. I've got a couple thoughts. Let's, let's start with this. So 91 speed for Melvin, 88 acceleration. 88 speed for Javante, 91 acceleration. Flipped. You think so? I felt like that's right. No, no, no. I'm saying they're flipped in terms of their acceleration. Um, Yeah, I mean, I I don't think Javante doesn't... Who would you rather have after getting past the safety? 
I have that Giants run, the 80 yarder yeah. from Melvin in my head. So that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like exactly. that's the more yep. yeah. long speed. speed. Yeah. yeah. And and Javante's uh, probably the bigger player between these two, making bigger plays, but it's not through speed. What is Javante's <laughs> break tackle? Third best in the game. Okay. Uh, I think it's a 93. They built this website so dumb. And that's probably right. Third best in the league. Yeah. So he's behind Nick Chubb. Derrick Henry Derrick Henry. should be. Yeah, Nick Nick Chubb and Derrick Henry. And then, I mean, that's, then there we go. I mean, that's not disrespectful. No, yeah, it's right, not. Right I now. was going to say, like, <laughs> I would probably put Javante at 88 speed, 88 acceleration with, like, 95 break tackle. Fair. Yep. He's got a little burst. But, yeah, I mean, if they I had said, the like, 89, 90, then it'd be fine. Yeah. 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 Also, yeah. the for what's worth, 94 break tackle and 86 for Melvin. Oh, okay, 94. All right, they didn't do him dirty. Exactly. I yeah. will say the rating is too low. For sure. Um, I I really would have said like 85 is the baseline. How many, like, is there really 20 better backs than Javante Williams in the NFL? Well, he, let's see. I mean, so Javante's tied with Damian Harris, Miles Sanders. Okay. You take Javante. Both of them, yeah. Um, let's see. I got to go to the previous page for the 83s. Previous loading. There we go. When, uh, also 83 with Melvin, Chris Carson, Cam Akers. I take wow. Javante either over those. I certainly am not a fan of Chris Carson. I, I I'm not either, but I, I'm I'm kind of surprised that those are the two guys that are there. Yeah, but but Melvin Gordon on about the same level as Chris Carson. Yeah, I feel like that's fair. 84, you've got James Robinson and David Montgomery. Okay, so Javante is better than them. Javante yeah. is Melvin. If they put him 84, that'd be cool with me. Yep. 85 is Cordell Patterson. They don't know what to do. And Najee Harris. They're trying to make him valuable because he is valuable <laughs> in but real life. You have to remember how they make those because they have like the three different categories. So it's like the power back, elusive back, receiving back, or yep. whatever they call That's it. That's what it is. Yeah. And so like the receiving back, you, you just take whatever your highest rating from one of those three is. His receiving back rating is probably an 85, and the others are probably like 78, right. 74 right. or something. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like, yeah. And what he does, 85. Yeah. Okay. Who else high. is at 85? Uh, Najee Harris. And okay, so he's he's certainly getting the boost still mm-hmm. of being a first round pick, and, and honestly, Najee's probably going to have a, a great statistical mm-hmm. year this season. Yeah, I would have been fine if they had Javante and Najee on the same plane. Yeah, and I I think that's kind of I mean statistically, uh, Najee was I think under four yards per carry last year, and obviously really? Javante was more than that. At least near the end of the season, huh. Najee was at three nine. Yikes! Huh. Yeah. They were, I mean, just just ramming him in there. And that's what they're going to do again this year. It's true. Kareem Hunt, Saquon at 86. Saquon. They don't know what to do with Saquon. I mean, they're they're trying to hedge here. Because he. it wouldn't be a surprise if he ends the season at a 95 just because he stays healthy. Yeah. It also wouldn't be a surprise if he ends at a 76 because of the way he's been trending. Yep. So they put him smack dab in the middle. And who was the other one there? Uh, Saquon and... Uh, Kareem Hunt. Yeah, Kareem Hunt is pretty darn good. Yep. Okay, um, last one, 87, Leonard Fournette, Josh Jacobs. Leonard Fournette. Those are the, what are either of those guys doing there? I think Josh Jacobs should be lower. I see it with Fournette. Ah, I don't. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm biased. Uh, I play with him in the video game so much. <laughs> the Broncos are going to be the worst team in the AFC West. And By a long shot. I was going to say, mm-hmm. it's not even going to be close. Austin Eckler. And we're just talking about yep. Madden. Just yes, for yes, anyone yes, who yes. just tuned in. Austin Eckler is the eighth best running back in the in the game. He's at an 88. Uh, and the one thing 
that I think is so wrong here. Guess who the number one running back is? Ryan, since Henry, I know you know this. It's a surprising No, not necessarily thing. this. Not necessarily this. Uh, Nick Chubb. Uh, no. Think of my guy. Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. Fine with that. Great. 97. Yep. Number two. Th- there's two tied for it. One of them's okay. The other one, you have got to be kidding me. You probably won't even think of him because he's been so irrelevant. Zeke. No. He, he is, like, higher than you he's would tenth. want, though. Okay. Yep, yeah, he's 10th. Even more irrelevant. Irrelevance, the word. Not necessarily bad. Irrelevant. I mean, he should have been—he should have been the second best guy three years ago. <laughs> I've got no clue. Where so you're Nick Chubb me. is is tied okay. at ninety six with Christian McCaffrey. Mm. Talk about completely mm-hmm. irrelevant. That just that blows my mind. Yeah, I, I mean, mean they, he better be like what we talked about yesterday, Henry, where his injury better be a ninety or what would it be a, a ten? It'd be the opposite. Exactly. Yeah. Here's what happens though, and it's the same thing with Cordell Patterson. Yep. His receiving rating has to be so high for it to be realistic that it just boosts the hell out of his ratings. Yep. And it just goes with that one. But still, like, you see Jonathan Taylor sitting behind him, and it's like, yeah. eh, Jonathan Taylor that's should a be joke. in front. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The good news is, and everyone, anyone who plays the game knows, like, it doesn't really matter what the what the ratings are. It matters is, do you have the elite skill? The specific ones, to, yeah. To, that you can use to build them up. Um, and, like, if you have Jonathan Taylor then he's going to be a 99 overall by, like, the end of your first year. Christian yeah. McCaffrey has 59 trucking. Wow. <laughs> he's also played in 10 <laughs> games the past two years. What was Javante's trucking? Uh, 88. Okay. I think like Melvin Derrick was, Henry's like, a 79. 99? He should uh, be. 93. Oh, okay. So, Melvin, or so Javante's right there yeah, with him. Yeah, he really is. They... They got Henry wrong too. Although 89. they finally made Derrick Henry in this year's Madden like as valuable as he should be. Right, right. It's right. the first year I've ever wanted him in Madden. Right, where he's just untackleable. Yeah, and like then I had Nick Chubb, which was was basically just like a faster Derrick Henry yeah. by the time yeah. he was yeah. developed. Yeah. By the way, do you, do you know I'm rolling with your squad essentially now? You have Nick Chubb and Malik Willis <laughs> and <laughs> DJ Chark. Yep. I won a Super Chark. Bowl with that crew. <laughs> no, we're not winning Super Bowls this year, but we're having well. fun. I'm rolling with uh, your boy Trevor Lawrence, mm-hmm. uh, who you think is going yep. to the playoffs yep. this year. Yeah, yep. gonna win a pizza um, on it. Devonte Smith, there's a <laughs> yep, there there's we a go. tie. I love it. Oh, yeah. Um, and Mike Evans. Okay, not my guy at all, but pretty. And Austin Eckler because he's from Colorado. Pretty good like. group there. I like that. Yeah. Um. Okay. Should we hop over to safeties? Let's do it. Oh yeah. <sighs> I don't know if you're gonna be more mad about this or about the running backs. Guess where Justin Simmons checks in for all safeties? It, it's not it's not horrible. By the way, just run the ball with Nick Chubb. Don't mess around. I know. I know. <laughs> I, I kind of I learned a little of a hard way in my first game. Yeah. Um, okay, sorry. Back to what, guess where what? Where Justin Simmons is ranks among the safeties. All safeties. Free, strong. Uh, and it's not, it's not terrible. Three. Five. Number five. Checks in at a 91... And guys, this makes me concerned that the Broncos are going to have one, maybe two 90s players on their entire team, including two. Russell Wilson. It's going to be two. Um, they have yeah. to put Russell in the 90s. I don't think they have to. You said it yesterday. That finished he, he finished in 80. Finished at 89 89? last year. Oh, okay. Um, I think. I think it was 88. Okay, either way. I think, if, I think it's 90 on the dot this year. 
I think I have ten, like I'm just thinking of my Madden team. I have ten players. I think in the '90s. Yeah, it's yeah. different though. In the I know Madden with the league, with the development, build and build and build them. But for sure, I mean, either way, this team is going to be rated really low, oh, like yeah. a low '80s maybe yep. overall team. Um, and, um, and that's if Russ comes in that there. Like if that if Russ comes in in the '90s, which he had, like they cannot say that Russell. They can't say that Justin Simmons. I don't know. Like Justin Simmons is better at safety than Russell Wilson is at quarterback. I could get there. You might be able to. My God, I'm going to be so (laughs) mad if they do that. And so just to compare around the AFC West right now. Russ has to at least be superstar, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, he'll be an X Factor. He should be. Okay. So so if he's an X Factor, I'm just thinking for like the people who really like to go play (laughs) offline franchise. Like if Russ is superstar X Factor, you're going to be fine. Um, because you'll be able to build up Jerry and build up Cortland and, you know, Javante, whatever, like you'll still have, you'll have fun with this team because playing with like Treddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke and trying to dev those guys up is so hard. Um, don't, don't think of Russ and where he ranks in the NFL here. How many X factors should there be at the quarterback position? Cause isn't that elite if you're an X factor? Yeah, I would say somewhere between five and seven. Okay. And uh, I go just a little bigger. A lot of national places put Russ, and I think we we do even sometimes when we do this, right around seven. So I don't think mm-hmm. it's a lock that he's not. I do think I, it's a, yeah. a lock. He's a superstar. Yes. yes. Because he is a superstar. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, it's just what he is, you know? But, yeah. He should be it. But remember, the national, I guess not just media, the nation is more down on Russ, way more down on Russ than here in Denver. It is so weird so, just going back and watching him play. Because it's, it's like so many things where it's like, you have to appreciate that he put the ball in a place where the receiver can catch it. It's like, oh, look at the receiver jumping up over this guy making the catch. Like you have to appreciate the way he drops the ball in between the safety and the linebacker. It isn't like watching Peyton where it's just like there he is carving him up, carving right. him up, he carving him up. He knows where the open spot is. Tom Brady, exactly. If you want to know, he's why a great thrower. He is. If you want to know why the nation is low on Russ, you go back and you watch. I believe it was a Monday night game against the Washington football huh. team. He looked like Teddy Bridgewater in that game. And I think I said it that Tuesday after the show, like, oh, my gosh, maybe Russ is done. But then you got to look more than just one game yeah. and, and see how he re- rebounded and, and responded to that. I like, think you made a great point, though, there, Henry, about his throwing ability. It's going to be the closest thing Broncos fans have seen since John Elway. Yeah. Like, what Peyton did was so methodical and awesome to mm-hmm. watch. But it, it in, in at no point did it ever look like anything John Elway did. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Right. Russell Wilson is going to make John Elway like plays for those old, old school mm-hmm. Broncos fans. Like that's that was their like indoctrination to football. Mm-hmm. It was just like quarterback scrambles around, just rips a you know sixty yard bomb or seventy yard bomb. Like that that's going to be really fun for people to watch because he is he's just such a pure passer in, in moments. When it's yeah. so different, it, it's moon balls too, and yep. mm-hmm. it, it's it's so different because when I think a strong arm, also Jay Cutler's in there. But he was just throwing darts. He, he was throwing lasers. And one of the yep. things that Russ knows how to do is he knows when to throw that dart and when when to loft it over. Mm-hmm. Yep. I hadn't thought about that, the 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 John Elway thing. Yeah. No, but that's absolutely it. Like, his best trait is his throwing. Which, for a quarterback, like, when you initially think of it, you're like, yeah, that makes sense. But then you're like, well, Peyton was a thinker. Like, Tom yeah. Brady's a thinker. And it's not that Russell Wilson's bad at that, but his best trait is just his throwing. Well, it's like every era has their – they're different guys. Like, yeah, 
Brett Favre was a thrower. Absolutely. You know? With um, Elway, and they played in the Super Bowl. Dan Marino was a thrower. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, like there's there's just always going to be those different guys. And you wonder now that he is Although more most of the like guys the that are succeeding system. today are throwers. Pat, mm. Pat Mahomes is a thrower. You know, yeah. Josh Allen's a thrower. Justin Herbert's a thrower. Yeah. I don't know about that. Burr. There's thinkers. I well, mean, everyone's going to be a thinker to be a great quarterback, but I'm saying that's not that's not what's you're not saying like man Pat Mahomes he just gets up to the line and just knows exactly where to go with the totally. ball like he just makes plays. Yep, and he does know where to go with the ball, but right. you wouldn't say that's his best trait. His best trait is his arm. Jimmy G got to the playoffs. No, I disagree. Burrow what's got his to best the trait? I mean, decision making is a, is a thinker. And when you talk about great truth, decision throwing into Tyreek Hill in the flat in the AFC Championship, <laughs> he might have the best arm ever, though. He may, and and that that certainly. I think Josh Allen is better arm right now. But with with an arm, you're not getting to 50 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. You're not getting that five to one touchdown to interception ratio it's with your true. arm. I know, but what I'm saying is you have to have all these prerequisites to even be an elite quarterback in the first place. Mm-hmm. But no one is saying no one is saying that Pat Mahomes plays the game like Peyton Manning or Tom Brady. Of course not. No. And those guys, their thing was they were thinkers. Get up to the line of scrimmage, get somebody in the route once you know what the coverage is, and bang, just get the ball to yep. them. Like it's just a different game. Russ is kind of a great mix of both, but and with Hackett, you would think that he leans that way too. Yep. Yep. Justin got robbed. Who's in front of him? Justin is a <laughs> is a 91. Uh, you're going to love this. Derwin James is ahead of him. Okay. Uh, and the Honey Badger is I, number I one on this list. You, you did call it. And yep. remember, the Honey Badger was a guy who was on the free agent market for so long this year. And he's got the name. It's sick that he's playing in Louisiana. It, it is. It fires it, me up. It, 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 it fits him really well. So you got Honey Badger, 94. Derwin James, 93. Buda Baker, 92. Uh, Kevin Byard, 92. And Justin Simmons tied with Micah Hyde at 91. Putting Kevin Byard in front of Justin Simmons is such a slap in the face. And that's not a shot at Kevin Byard. It's just like... I think it's a little shot. (laughs) No, like every single... Like they pulled 50 people from inside the league and they all said, not all, but they determined Justin Simmons was the number one guy. You're putting him behind Kevin Byard. Yep. They, they do the exact same thing, and Simmons does it better. And the, the numbers back that up. Yes. Uh, 100%. He's one point ahead of Harrison Smith. I thought Harrison Smith entered a retirement community uh, a couple of years ago. <sighs> I agree. He's, he's he likes still him. still good. Like, I would. His contract is awful. And I'm not sure I'd bet on him to be a good player this year. I bet against him being a good player for forever. But last time we saw him, like, still good. Even though he shouldn't be. Still good, but they've got him as great. Yeah, they do. And just in front of Jamal Adams, Jesse Bates, Jordan Poyer, like I would take, I take all three of those guys. Really? Uh, Jamal Adams not it would all depend on the scheme. Jesse Bates, Jordan Poyer. Jesse mm-hmm. Bates was awesome. Yeah. In the playoffs and all that. Yeah. And they play different roles, which is why like yeah. maybe not being quite as quick is just fine. Like he's basically a linebacker at this point. That's true. Um if you like Joe Burrow, the Bengals are just continuing to bangle it up with Jesse Bates. Their offer to him, because he's he's a, a tad guy, their their offer to him that he denied was four million dollars more guaranteed money than he's making this year on the franchise tag. Talk about a slap in the face. That's just a poorly run. That's not how that goes. Gosh, that might have been their best chance. The Bengals to, for what for the entirety oh, of yesterday Joe or, or last year? Yeah, yep. yeah, I agree. 
I yeah. Like they they kind of like got a stroke of magic and weren't able to like bangle it that much. Yep. And it feels like it can only go down. Yeah. Yep. I don't even have them winning the division this year. I do I have? don't either. Uh, Ravens. Okay. I do. I also yeah. have the Ravens. But I, it was actually when I made that bet, I was like, uh, Bengals could do it. And so I'm tempted to go back and take Bengals to have the most wins in the league, just as like a hedge against all the feelings I have. Because again, they were just in the Super Bowl. They have a young, really good quarterback. They probably have the best receivers in the NFL. Like Joe Mixon's their running back. Hayden Hurst is a tight end. They've got a, a defense who's able to do it. Like, I don't know. You I'm torn You haven't them. read any big time names on that offensive line yet. I know they went yeah. and invested more in the offensive line this offseason, but they have everything else but the most important thing for a young, <sighs> developing quarterback. Lyle Collins, Ox Kappa. Yeah. Ox Kappa. Is, uh, is, Lyle, is Lyle Collins going to be on the field? I thought he'd be tired. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. He's only 29. He's plays so We got to get justice for Justin. Do you think that they maybe lowered like his awareness or something because they saw he was hanging out with Spencer and Mitch yesterday? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a bad bet. <laughs> <laughs> what was he doing? Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's, uh, uh, let's... One more really quick. Okay. Uh, Kareem Jackson checks oh, yeah. in at an 81. And they have Caden Stearns at a nice 69. So according to Madden, there is going to be no veteran surprise cut of Kareem Jackson here. Wow. I mean, they kind of have to do this with guys like Caden Stearns who haven't really – like you You kind of have to start for a year before they're willing to put you above 74. Yeah. At the fair. same time, Jamar Johnson's a 68. Okay, that's not right. Right yeah. right below him. Caden uh, Stearns also, a little surprised they didn't dabble in this. It was pretty much the most efficient player in the NFL last year. I just don't think Madden looks at any of that stuff. Same as Will Parks. They're not looking at like stats. <sighs> I feel like they look at too much of stats. Maybe, but they're not looking at that kind of stat. They're like, how many tackles did he have? Yeah, they don't really care about him. Yeah. Lowest graded safety? Are they watching film? I don't know. Are we giving I mean, them they, not enough I mean, or too much credit? They should be. Yeah, they how should could, be. How could you have that job and not? It feels like someone's entire job should be to watch film. Yes. It feels like 10 guys' entire jobs yeah. should be to watch film. Yeah. You got to think so. But then they have no competition, <laughs> so why would they could spend they all those resources? they outsource that to, to like PFF? I thought Maybe. you were going to say, do they outsource it to like places that don't even know what football is? No, <laughs> no. I'm just saying like... PFF watches every game. They grade every game. They have all mm-hmm. that stuff already. Like, would they just go they and should. partner with them? Yeah, they, they should. Lowest grade to Broncos safety. PJ Locke. Bingo. 63. Yes. Got one. He's, <laughs> he might be better than Stearns and Johnson. He may be. Yep. He's had the offseason like it. Yep. Maybe Jamar Johnson is just good and we just didn't get to see it. It's possible. That'd he had like Madden a, just secretly knows. Maybe they know more than all of us. <laughs> he had like a comedy of just back-to-back injury, COVID. Yeah. yeah late to a meeting or something. I, yep. don't, I don't want to put yep. that on him if it didn't yep. actually happen, yep. but yep. it did feel like it was things. one thing after another. Yep. Um, all right, let's give a shout out to the American Raptors down there at mm-hmm. Infinity Park. If you're looking at something to do on the weekends, go down to Infinity Park, take in an American Raptors game. I, You have my word that it will be fun, unless it's too hot. That We can't do anything about that. Then you just drink Breck Brews. Yeah, you should. You yeah, you can get, they got a great bar there. Um, but great place to like take the kids, let them run around. There's tons of grass out there. You can watch the game, talk with some people, have some beers. Great thing to do, and it's free. Um, so go check out the American Raptors in Infinity Park. You talk about free. I'll give you one notch better. The Colorado Golf Association's doing a raffle 
to give away things to you. And they have prizes like their dream golf vacation raffles, which include Wailea Beach Golf Course in Maui. Bless you, Allie. Whistling Straits, a Naples Golf Tour and Palm Beach Golf Tour, as well as $5,000 gift card to Bandon Dunes. Make sure you get in now because they have some early bird prizes if you get in. And how you get in, go to coloradogolf.org to get your tickets today. And the awesome thing is the proceeds are going to two amazing organizations. So you get a chance at these awesome uh, awesome gifts, and you're also giving your money to a good cause. So check them out over at coloradogolf.org. Am I eligible? Like, are partners ineligible? Well, you probably have to listen to the fine print. You know, must be 21 or older. Yeah, all uh, America stuff. only. You <laughs> must be not associated with the company in any way. Five, imagine having a $5,000 gift card to a golf course. That would be so sick. It would be so sick. That would be so much fun. Oh, my goodness. I, first I of have, all, I just hope it's an expensive like, golf course. I just, I, I'm part of like the Denver Golf Loyalty Program. Can you flex that? Mm. I guess. <laughs> um, and like I played my 10 rounds, so my next one is free, and I'm, I'm like hyped about that. Oh, hell yeah. 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 Or, Henry, you said you, you hope it's an expensive golf course. What if it's a cheap golf course, and it just get like it's pretty much for life? You're set. Wow. I mean, I guess that's tempting, too. That's the other way. I was thinking, like, hopefully it's Pebble Beach, and you just play, like, four rounds and then buy a new putter buy a new shirt no way i'm going i want it at city park it's under 50 dollars for every round so i'm not paying for a round at city (laughs) park maybe for the rest of my life (laughs) yeah it's 100 rounds wow are you gonna be missing some of the pods if that's the case you're just gonna be on the course I wish. You might retire if you get that gift card. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you retire? Well, I landed a $5,000 gift card, man. I did the math, <laughs> and I was like, changed. what do I – I only need money for food and drinks. Yeah. <laughs> if you just play all night, it's like paying rent. Yep. <laughs> uh, all right, let's go on to the comments here. We'll start with our Super Chats. Allie, what do you got for us? Okay. Um, well, we've got some people asking if this is the new studio. No, this is not the new studio. This is someone was saying we should call it Studio T for temporary. Mm, but I think man. it will be here. It better be as this an is, auxiliary. This is sneaky, our best studio. I love, I love the the outside light we get in I here. Know. Can see the outside. Of I mean, it. I'm Exposed obsessed brick. with being able to hear the, like the buzz of the bar. There is that. There so, is that, and especially because the bar is going to be open earlier now, like that will be throughout yeah. no matter what like when when we're doing our really? shows yeah what time is it open we don't know yet ryan. make a promise <laughs> alex can snap <laughs> <you with laughs> ryan's like let we all of this stuff will come we don't know what time it'll be open but Hopefully we know it's going to be open early breaking it opens at yes. 7 a.m uh, no i think ryan just said it's open 24 7 24 7 it's the walmart of beer bars <laughs> yeah. all i said is it's gonna be open earlier yeah and i said yeah hopefully lunchtime but you were about to answer Breakfast. Henry with something we don't I know. I was going to say, I don't know. Midnight we should be snacks? able to get like a brunch subscription. It's like coming here for brunch three days a week. Get, get brunch three I, days a week. I, I, yeah. <laughs> Never Papered. heard of a brunch subscription. Get a fourth three. Yeah. Oh, I see. A punch card. Brunch, punch card. Brunch, brunch card. card. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. All right. What else? All right, See we've if got. Gets s- mad at me for my answer to this. That one. that was weird. Let it go. I literally just said, "Don't say it." <laughs> I didn't. I didn't even you. have a number in my head. Didn't even get okay. to the answer this time. Will says, "Studio looks great. The boys look healthy and tan. Love it. Can't wait for the season." Let's go. Thanks, Will. John. Yeah, tan feels healthy. Got some Mexican food last night. <laughs> Lots of vitamin D. 
Yeah, yeah, lots of vitamin D for for the mm-hmm. boys. <laughs> Z Raves Reeves says, "Can we see Dalton Reisner used as trade bait to get draft capital back from the rust trade since he is in the last year of his deal?" Let's ride. I mean, if you're talking fifth round pick draft capital, then yeah. If that, j- just remember, Akib Talib went for a fifth, uh, and he was uh, old though. Yeah, he mm-hmm. he he was old. But again, Dalton Rising, you just don't know. So I, I'm not saying a fifth. And it's is, George I'm not Payton. saying a fifth is wrong. Um, I just think it's a fifth is probably the best you can do. Minors would be the one you trade for draft capital, if yeah. that's what you want to do. But what you really do is you trade whoever doesn't start, or but just say like before. you want depth. You do it before camp, you yeah. like make that decision. Maybe they already have. Yeah. If they have a strong Put feeling the now, then now. then I wouldn't mind seeing it happen. Yep. All right, we've got Douglas asking, what's up, guys? Just an idea. Like me, there are a lot of Broncos fans not from the Denver area. You three would be perfect for a live training camp feed for those not able to make it to Dove Valley Camp. You got, mm. Just hit that little at symbol and then <laughs> type in Broncos and send that over to them and see what they think of it. Uh, I think it's a great idea, Douglas. Um, I think our heads would be cut off if uh, we tried to do a live <laughs> yeah. feed from uh, Broncos training camp. Um, they are, I mean, we get to watch the whole thing. So that's why we come back and we do a pod right after practice to let you know exactly what happened. But they're very strict about what can actually be on video and broadcast. Yeah, only tight shots, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but maybe we'll, uh, we'll be on that feed at some point. Ooh, in the background. Or invited no, like, on. W- like last year, I was on for a segment. <laughs> oh. I'll shoot oh, for the you're, background. You're referring to the Broncos. Yeah, uh, so the Broncos. Do, do their own live show. I got to say, I, I, they don't even broadcast that much of like the yeah. actual no, things. No, it's that like are I said, it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. solo shots yeah. on like Javante yeah. having a drink right. of Gatorade. Right. Bill Belichick right. still exists. And you don't know who else. Josh McDaniels is in the division now. Yeah. Like, I. It sucks. Can't blame him for being okay. cautious on some of these things. Though. So, like, if you're willing to cheat by, like, putting cameras in people's practices, what, are you not super willing to send a mole to 100%. training camp? 100 yeah, the in, Inside your division, you should do that. Absolutely. And is, I bet they is do. Is that cheating? No. Yeah, so then I, I absolutely would. I bet there's a rule. I mean, it, it's that, the rule that nobody would wonder, ever get caught. I wonder caught. if there is a rule. Written but... somewhere, it probably says you well, can't you don't go put someone. To... You don't even take someone on the staff. Like, if the Broncos oh, yeah. reach out to me and they're like, hey, we'll throw you a chunk right. to go to every Raiders right. training camp right. practice. Yeah, like, totally. I'm going. Right. Absolutely. And I bet somewhere in some fine print says no. But, yeah, if you don't have somebody there, if you don't have multiple people there, like, you should have a little team. At the same time, you would love to just have video that you can bring back and show every coach well, on the staff. Yeah, now you're definitely cheating. Yes, now you're Josh McDaniels in this. But and in, that, in a, yeah. a practice that is open to the public. Yeah. Public includes everyone. Yeah. It includes a even more Kansas so City like, Chiefs employee. there was a time when CU Buffs fall camp was completely open in like their first game of the season against CSU. So like Someone just has to drive 45 minutes up yeah. the road to just go to every practice. Yeah, and we're uh, talking about billions of dollars organizations. They can afford it. I was looking every single day for someone who looked like they had some, like, really janky, like, Walmart-style <laughs> right. gear. I was right. like, there's got to be someone who just, like, hit the Walmart in Fort Collins before they came down here. Yeah, if you see guys at training camp wearing NFL hats, <laughs> yeah. then you know they're uh, they're from another team. Can someone find me an AFC West hat? But there's no logo. Yeah, there is. It's just the AFC logo. It just says West underneath. <laughs> oh, I guess. Yeah, I guess you're right. Um, I want to. I just want to be big AFC West. Like the way people like brand. are like obsessed with like the SEC. 
Right. I want to be that, the AFC if, West. If you're ever going to hop on a division, it's this one. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like, that's my whole thing. Like, Henry pushes back on it. I say greatest division in the history of sports. Who's better? <laughs> he doesn't but you give, I mean, you got to play a game. Like, like, we still haven't seen them. Like, if you go out there and they just fall apart, you know? But, like, that's our job is to, to look oh, at these there things. There was, like, and, a couple years predict. where uh, in the AL East, like, the Rays, Yankees, and Red Sox were all um, were all contenders to win, like, the, yeah. the World Series. That's probably up it's there. It's, like, the same thing. Also, saying, I like, think I've Orioles. said this before, but every time I say Red Sox, I feel like I'm saying a bad word. Because it's so close to the former <laughs> Washington football team name that like my oh. brain has like wow. washed that out of me. Out of me, I'm yeah. like, as soon as I say chance. red, I'm like, oh god, I don't think I'm supposed to say this. <laughs> There's a real chance that I ju- I'm about to say Red Sox for the first time in like five years. Wow. Wow. I don't. Re- I don't when would it have come up? Oh, Trevor Story. Maybe I said Red Sox. I, I watched yeah. like 17 pitches from the All Star game last night. My biggest takeaway is the uniforms were sick. Okay. Mm, don't even have to watch a pitch for that. I know. Also, they gave them mesh back caps, kind of like Henry has on. Mm. Just feel like that should be standard. Like trucker style. In the standard sun in practice. LA, yeah. Standard practice just for the MLB. Yeah. Like, make these guys. Mm. A, you're already making them wear pants in the summer. <laughs> I found the rule for practices, by the way. There was a change. So, before 2017, you couldn't send um, people, like, what does it say? It prohibits clubs, whatever that means. Those so are teams. nice, yeah. exactly nice and broad, so you can say, ah, you paid him, he's one of you. But if it was a paid practice, then they couldn't go in. If it was a what? If it was, if you had to pay to get in. Oh, okay. So, but then everybody would just like charge a couple bucks so that they couldn't go. But then they opened it and said, you can't go to any practice. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I mean, they still do it, and you'd never get caught. Well, could, I was just gonna say, you just send a local fan. Yeah. To just send you a report. The, the dicey thing about doing a local fan, you've got to have some ties to them, though, because a local fan could easily... Tell his buddies. Yeah. And then the buddies yeah. tell somebody, and then somebody tells somebody, and eventually there's a rumor. Yeah. It's true. It's got to be like someone in the organization's wife's be... brother. Or just a low-level scout. No one knows who they are. Oh, I'm see, now you're, scouts, but... now, you're, now you're towing a scary line. They all like they all like see each other at the combine. But you're you're gonna get busted regardless. So might as well just be someone in your organization that you think you trust. I think I could pull off the perfect crime if I was in organization. Totally, you just signed a ball boy. I'd have someone at every one of my schedules, every one of their practices. Absolutely, Absolutely. and you would not get caught. No, if if you're if you're dumb about it, you might. Like if you're the Commanders, the Texans, I bet the Browns would get caught. Who else? Lions. And new management. The Browns were like outsourcing their scouting to Zach when he was nineteen. So like, <laughs> yeah, they're getting caught. They're getting. They're getting. I'm caught. just saying, like, they could easily just hit up any kid. And just be like, hey, yeah. go to practice. We'll pay you a hundred bucks. It's true. Well, I don't know about a hundred bucks. <laughs> Probably less than that. <laughs> All right. What's next? Anything? Yeah. Hold on. Sorry. I have another show I'm supposed to be producing in five minutes. Double duty. So. This one is another question I know you guys could go so long on. So let's stay on the shorter (laughs) side. Do you think Madden 23 is going to be good or trash? Well, it's a game that we get to play, so it's going to be good. Um, But It's going to be trash. There's still going to be trash components. Expectations are so high. Like, I'll say this in defense of Madden. Everybody compares it to FIFA and says, like, oh, FIFA is such a great game, but, like, you're kicking a sphere. 
Like if you want the physics of a sphere moving on a playing surface, like you can put those together. Football is a lot more complicated. There's a lot of different these pieces moving around. All that stuff. They don't do a good job of it. They should do much better. But it is tough to make a very realistic football game. Like you go back and look at back when people loved the Madden games ten years ago. They're more arcadish. Those were like ground breaking I, I compared don't, to what was before. They have the physics down. It's just they have monopoly on the game. When you have totally. a monopoly on something, and when it makes it so wide, monopolies aren't allowed is because then you just don't have to put effort into it, and yep. you can charge whatever. Now the the price isn't exactly the same here, but they just don't have to. Uh, I really hope. And wasn't NCAA supposed to be back last year or something? Next summer. Next summer. Next. They said year. it was going to take. Three okay. Years, yeah. Well, once that's back, they're that's probably going to take be away a NIL by the time that comes around. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I just have to say, I think like what 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 I like about Madden is over the course of the game, they make it better. I think that right now, this current version of Madden is playing really well. The problem is, then they try to change a bunch of things. And they start a new game. We're like we're in the very last season of our mm-hmm. league. It's the first time I felt like the game is playing like really smooth. Um. They're and like I've just watched these videos of all these things they're trying to add and like precision passing mm-hmm. this and that and the other thing and I just know it's gonna be crap for the first six months of when the game comes <laughs> out they'll finally figure out all the bugs and we'll be ready to move on to the next one and there's like the new feature where like you get to throw more to like a spot as the quarterback instead of just pushing the button and picking like line drive pass or like up in the air pass and that'll be fun I was I made my girlfriend it'll watch be fun when it works. I made my girlfriend watch Peyton Manning's, Peyton Manning's record-breaking pass, the Sunday night game, yeah. mm-hmm. and I realized he was probably not even, like, looking at Demarius. He's probably just throwing that ball over the pylon. Yep. And, oh, like, having that sort of stuff as an option, like, yeah, that's a step in the right direction. If you watch Peyton, he did that all the time. Exactly. Look one way, look one way, look one way, just throw it. Just because throw he knows, to your spot. I know where the coverage is. I know they're going to be off. He's coming back. I need to put this over the pylon and he if if he gets it then it's a touchdown defender's not gonna get to that pylon yeah. yep it's good stuff all right got two questions here on the website of course become a member at the dnvr.com hold on hold on hold on something Ooh, for the live more. viewers <gasps> look at good old henry changing his oh profile my god phone. finally yeah <laughs> somebody on twitter hit <laughs> me up at like this midnight. one really made me laugh the fact that this is the cover photo <laughs> oh my goodness it's <laughs> so good that is the best <laughs> isn't that so good i was just sucks is it just happened to be the broncos bye week so i wore an eagle shirt oh, for oh, yeah. it's like i didn't realize that was gonna exist yeah. online forever are, i just uh, are you a mole for the eagles the eagles aren't Whoa. on the schedule this year finding out? they were last, last year, year and they kicked the broncos ass they beat them wow. everyone has a price wow. wow i think i think that picture was like just a week or two after as well i think that was two years ago it was two years ago yeah oh yeah. uh, okay so i was putting in the early ground <laughs> you were, you were. i just went through and like tried to find every picture of myself from basically since i grew a beard mm. came across the we're, we're gonna take some headshots as a company so maybe maybe i like those We'll get you like on a brick wall with one foot up against the wall. Uh, Captain Morgan style. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Big Hank Stan, speaking of, says, My gents, with Russ's tendency to roll out a lot, do you think we might see a lot of two tight end sets to compensate for a weaker right tackle position? Like a pass catching TE on the left, running a shallow drag and a mobile blocker on the right to set the edge and give Russ an outpost from which to launch the leather bean whilst on the move. What, What do you say, boys? Also, what's all your favorite viral video? Love oh, Hank wow. Stan. 
Uh, I think this is absolutely – I mean, Eric Thomas. That's, that's why my boy E.T., yeah, the alien, yeah. is going to be on there first that, play. That's why he made it. And um, also, you're going to see him in on the goal line when they're, you know, third and goal from the one. Uh-huh. But you're also – when he's on the field in between the 20s, it's going to be with another tight end most of the time for this. So you don't know what's coming, a run or a pass. Yep. Yeah. Favorite viral video? Um really anything with with peyton being funny um so of course wow. the saturday night live skit one. when we talk about favorites that's just a classic one where he's throwing balls at kids trapping them and uh send, send them to the porter pot if i felt like being a stickler i would say that that's not necessarily a viral video um i did not watch that <laughs> on, uh, on i didn't saturday night i didn't watch it on saturday night live but it so wasn't it even like the internet it didn't it, it happened before virality was even a thing it's viral now yeah 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 i'm just going through my bookmarks there's mm. so many good videos like there's one of like this this kid playing t-ball and he, like hits the ball and starts running up the third baseline and like two kids run into each other and fall over behind it <laughs> the coach is like no that way that, that that way and then he winds up running to this second just skipping yeah. first and eventually he goes through i think he finishes like slow motion or something that was a good one there's a let's see i'm just i'm going with the first thing that came to my mind don't even know why but this one gets me to laugh every single time the cat that says oh long johnson <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> like that just never stops being yeah. funny to me so i don't i can watch it right now again in 20 minutes i'm gonna laugh every time <laughs> cat ones are good you're going and i'm not heart. even a big cat you're going right video guy there. but a cat talking and saying yeah. oh long johnson is <laughs> hilarious yeah that is a good one Oh, this one is a kid like 20 yards from the goal and playing soccer. He's like eight and uh, just kicks a slow roller to the post. And the goalie's not paying attention. And coach <laughs> just shoves him over in front of the ball. Oh, just my tips God. Him all the way over. Wow. Did he make the save? Oh, yeah. Just with nine. his head. Just like, oh, <laughs> my gosh. Wow. I know. I'm, I love These my are too marks. recent. <clears throat> I know. That's why I gave you an old school one, and, and you, you hated me like for Too old. You crushed me. Wow. <laughs> Very particular. <laughs> I think Big Hank stands. <laughs> kid eating crackers in a mask <laughs> the, the crackers don't go through he just chews them up gets confused and he just keeps oh going with more gosh. crackers uh, good, i like that you have the same strategy <laughs> which is just bookmark anything that's funny oh this is a my. kid on a leash in the airport Baron's just dragging, just dragging him, him. Oh, all right man. all right that's, yeah, enough. that's enough next one coming in from seymour 72 says gentlemen Enjoyed the pod yesterday discussing the tight end room. I love the tight end position. These guys have to do it all. Pass pro, run blockers, and receivers. A good quarterback tight end partnership is hugely valuable. Think Elway Sharp, Brady Gronk, Pat, Matt Ryan, and Tony Gonzalez. I don't really think of that one. I don't think Patrick of it at all. Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. I do think of the other three, though. Yep, but franchise tag and non-exclusive tag result in average salaries that are just only just mm-hmm. over 50% of the money that goes to wide receivers or offensive line positions. These guys take the hits, too, as their routes are often between the numbers. No skipping out of bounds to avoid contact, so risk of injury must be higher and attrition to the body greater. Why do you think the position is so poorly paid? Pay the tight ends, I say. All the best from the UK, Christopher. That's a really good question, and it's a weird one. And I, I cut out the part that I was writing about in the column um, just because it was getting too long. But it is this weird thing where you had the four players who got franchise tagged and didn't come to long-term deals. So from there, you can sign your franchise tender, which is basically a one-year contract, or you cannot, and then you don't get fined for not going to training camp or whatever because you're not under contract. You can sign it whenever. The two people who did sign that tender were the two tight ends, which seems like those would be the people who'd 
like sit out and save themselves or whatever, especially cause that contract's only $10 million. Like it's, it's crazy that that number is so low. The reason why they don't get, in my opinion, why they don't get paid that much is there's not enough great ones. I was, I was going to say maybe the same thing, maybe the opposite. There's a few elite ones every year. And then the gap is just so massive between that. So I think, I think it's the same thing as what you're saying. Right. Like there, I don't know. It's, there's not enough guys to like bring up the average. Yep, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, like who are the guys that it's Dalton Schultz? Um, yep. was one and Mike Jasicki's the other. Those guys are, are are good players, but like not more than that. Yeah. At the same time, though, I mean, like George Kill got the new contract. He makes fifteen a year. Mm-hmm. But Christian Kirk is getting twenty one, and that's an outlier, of course. Right. But just the way that receivers are paid in general, which is why, uh, who was it? Um, the the like. He played with Russ. Um, Will Disley? No, 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 no. Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham. Oh, okay. Um, he tried to make the case. He, I think he went to like court uh, trying to prove yeah. that he was a wide receiver. Yeah. Like, not like real court, but like NFL yeah. court. Yeah. yeah. Um, trying to say like, I'm a wide receiver. Everything about me says I'm a wide receiver. I remember there's like a big thing. He took tight end off of all of his yeah. things yeah. anywhere. Yep. You could. And I think he was right. They're, I think he should have been able to get yeah. the wide receiver franchise. Yeah. Tag. Is, is, is NFL court on nfl network at 1 a.m yes. oh wow that should <laughs> be, be people would watch judge yep. judy is just jerry judy <laughs> yeah. the nfl does not want what happens in their court cases on tv though that is Those are smuggling damn but that's a sad note to end this 23 show. receivers paid more than george kittle are there 23 receivers you'd rather have than him no absolutely not Cortland sutton is the 23rd Cortland sutton or george kittle who would you take kittle all day long i don't even need exactly. to answer yeah yeah but th- but it's george kittle travis kelsey totally Endless Darren Waller, but even, Darren Waller, yep. Even the top end tight Darren ends don't Waller's get paid in his thirties. Yeah, I think. Uh, I'm curious, man. Did they get George Kittle when, when they paid him 15 million? It was like, damn, that's a lot of yeah. money. But they got it. They got it in not right before the wide receiver market blew up, but a year or two before it blew up. That was March of this year. Yeah, is when they gave him the deal. Yeah. Oh, damn. Five years, 75 million. Wow. I thought it was like a year or two ago. Wow. I know. He got robbed. It's tight ends are getting yes. robbed. It's it's unbelievable. But it's the thing is like the position isn't that valuable unless you have an elite yeah, one. Yeah, totally. Exactly. But so, when you, so there's a massive gap between the elites. So when uh, an elite gets paid, they're getting paid three times more than the rest of the position. Right. Yeah, but still, like if you're George Kittle, how do you not go to free agency? They should, they have that. I, I would be willing to give do. him twenty million plus. When did they sign him? March sixteenth, twenty twenty two. March sixteenth, and was that right? Yeah, that was right before free agency started, right? Yes. Like a day or two before. So that was literally, I guess I was wrong. It was right before the wide receiver market blew up. If he would have hit free agency, oh man, his price would have absolutely been 2025. They do that TEU thing. It's him and. Oh, that that is 2020. That's a bad story there. Okay. Oh, thank God. Okay. So I was right. Yeah, you were right. There we go. Um, They should just, tight ends should just go on strike. What would the NFL do if the tight ends just went on strike? I think they'd say, okay, well, let's move on. Yeah, and then you've got, like, all these crap tight ends yeah. playing out there. They would have to pay them eventually. Think about it from a fantasy perspective. If you don't get one of the top three tight ends yeah. every single year, it doesn't matter what year, then you're like, oh, I'm time. just taking one totally. in the 12th, the 10th. I know. I traded Kelsey in my first year of my Dynasty League. Terrible idea. Because you thought he was old and, like, eventually going to fade? I was just tanking because oh. I wanted oh, the number right. one overall pick, and I got it. I got Trevor Lawrence. Okay. Well, hopefully yeah. that pans that out fun. for me a long yeah. term. More than the Jags. 
maybe. Well, no, they're making the playoffs this year, yeah, so it's going to There you out. go. Yeah. All right, that is going to wrap it up for us today on the DNVR Broncos podcast. This is a really fun show. So great being back in studio with you two. Thanks to everyone who played along. Thanks and to Allie. Thanks to Allie mm. for her great producing top to bottom. There we go. And back in good graces. <laughs> and we will talk to you guys tomorrow on the show. Roll out the truck and took a country drive Now understand that you need some time I know some landmarks we used to hit We're flying cotton Don't